0: Hey, it's Josh here. I'm the pastor at Downey First Christian Church in Southern California, where we exist to love God, love people, and serve the world. And this is our podcast. I hope it is helpful and encouraging to your life. Here's today's message. God bless you. God bless you. And to be honest, uh, our desire is that this won't be just a first-time visit, but that you'll make the decision to make Downey First Christian Church uh, your church home. And we also believe that it's not an accident that you are here today. I believe God has a word specifically uh, catered for you guys. And so uh, it's a privilege to have you here. And uh, again, can we just thank God again just for, I mean... I don't know about you, but I'm super excited because every Sunday it seems like we have uh, new people coming to our church, and that is not a normal thing. I I think that it's a God thing, and I'm really, really excited about that. And so also, um, if uh, you've been coming here for a while... Uh, I just want to remind you that we are Christ ambassadors and so in the places where you interact with people during the week just feel free to invite them to church. Hey, why don't you come to church with me? Uh, this Sunday we're on a series called Toxic and uh, we all have you know toxicity in our life that we need to get rid of so why don't you come to church and we'll figure this uh, this kind of stuff out. So uh, just want to make sure that that you know that that this is a church of open doors and we are so happy uh, when people come here and visit. Alright, so we're going to start with a message today and I want to start by uh, telling a kind of a, a story. And so there's these, there's these three guys. And so, and so the, these three guys, they were all three doing the exact same thing. They were, they were laying bricks. They were laying bricks. But the, the first guy, the first guy was like angry. And then the second guy, the second guy was like indifferent. And then the, the third guy uh, was like really happy, like smiling and whistling. They were all three doing the same thing. And so one guy uh, comes up and asks the first guy, the guy that was angry, asked him, hey, so, so what are you doing? He's like, can't you see what I'm doing? I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm building a wall. I'm, I'm laying bricks. And then the second guy, the second guy who was kind of indifferent, you know, he asked him, what are you doing? And the guy answered, um, I'm just, you know, earning a paycheck. Okay. And then the, he asked the third guy, the third guy, what are you doing? And he was all smiles and whistles. He was all happy. He's like, I'm building an orphanage. So the interesting thing about this is that all three of them were doing the exact same activity, but all three of them had a completely different perspective on the thing that they were doing. And so what I want to talk about today is is our mentality and our perspective, because I think that in the same way that these guys were doing the same thing, we can go through life and we can either be angry about life, we can be indifferent about life, or we can have peace in our life and we can be happy. And, and I want to I propose this morning that, that the way that you approach your life has little to do with your circumstances, but has a lot to do with your perspective on your life. Listen to this. Your mindset determines your perspective, and your perspective determines your level of peace and joy. So we're going to talk about that this morning. Let's pray. Lord God... You know my mind. You know my heart. I can't hide from you. You know everything that's happening in my life, Lord, and I just want to present myself as a vessel for your word. I pray, Lord, that, that the message that I believe and expect for you to communicate to your church, that I, I won't be um, hindering this message. I pray that I will be a clean vessel. I pray that you will use me in spite of my sinfulness, in spite of all the things that you know about me. And I pray that this message will come into people's hearts this morning. I pray that you will do what only you can do, which is to convict hearts about your truth in the word. And I pray that this message will be transforming lives this morning. We pray this. We believe it. We expect it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said? Amen. 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 All right, so we're continuing a series called Talks. And we're talking about this whole idea of getting rid of the unnecessary things in our life that hold us back from living out the purpose that God has for us. We've been talking about this whole idea of January. I'm, I'm going to do uh, a detox. So I'm going to eat really clean for 21 days. And I'm also going to do a, like, like a whole prayer thing that I'm doing every day with some scriptures and stuff like that. And so I talked about that last week. And I'm thinking about maybe inviting the entire church to be a part of this. So if you're interested, I might make a little booklet or something like that. So kind of just let us know. Uh, You can write it on your connection card or maybe email the church. I just want to gauge a little bit of the interest on if this is something that we want to do as an entire church body. And so when I think about that, I also think about about what we're doing spiritually. And my prayer is that this series, this series will will be able to do spiritually what this 21-day detox will be able to do for you physically. You see, the detox in our bodies kind of resets our bodies and resets our mindset. I hope that this series because this is the last uh, Sunday of this series, will be able to sort of reset you spiritually. So this is what I, wanna, I want us to talk a little bit about, about today. And so Hebrews uh, 12, 1 says this. This is what we're talking about. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And so it's this whole idea that we're in our Christian walk, we're on this race, and we have, we have godly objectives that God puts in our life, and he gives, us, he gives us dreams, and He gives us things that He wants us to do, but there are things in our life that hinder us, that don't let us move forward. Sometimes it's our mentality, sometimes it's people in our lives, sometimes it's preconceived ideas, and all these things that hold us back. So this is what this whole series is about. And so last week, we talked, about, we talked about toxic relationships. And we said that, that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And we talked about Nehemiah. And we talked about this, this, this person who was building the walls of Jerusalem. And we were talking about this whole idea of the people that were with him helping him build this wall. They, they had a sword in one hand, and in the other hand, they had a tool. So as they were building this wall, they were fighting off the enemies. And I wonder if that's how you feel sometimes. Maybe you feel in your life that you're you're trying to build this thing for God, this thing that God put in your heart, but then you, you, you feel like you're building, but at the same time you're trying to fight off these different maybe people in your life that don't believe in you, that think that, that this is a God thing. Maybe you're having too much faith and you feel like you're building, but at the same time you're fighting off. And we talked about this This phrase that Nehemiah said, which is so important and so applicable to the things that we're going through right now, he said to the people who were trying to bring him down, he said this, do you remember this? I'm doing a great work, can't come down. And so I think that might be true for our lives too. There are people in our lives that aren't helping us that we need to say goodbye to. And we know who those are the ones that are bringing us down. And there's a time that God has for them that he will raise them up. But for us right now, maybe we need to say goodbye to certain relationships so we can move forward. And today we're gonna talk about a different type of toxicity, which is probably the most important one. And it's our mind, toxic thinking. How do we think, how do we process, how do we see ourselves, how do we see God, how do we see our circumstances? You see, because I believe I believe that we're all very different. I mean if you look around, we're all very different and I love that. I love the fact that we're different. You know, we we have different tastes, we like different restaurants, we wear different clothes, we have different music styles that we prefer, we have different dreams, we have different careers and that is great but I believe that at the same time we all have one thing that we all have in common. We all ultimately seek the same thing. You know what that is? That is peace. We seek peace. We seek peace, but not in the, just the peace, like, hey, peace, you know, like, like deep peace, like, like the Hebrew shalom word, peace, that is a peace that is, that is, that is this whole idea of, of balance, of fulfillment, of satisfaction, of reaching this moment in your life when you're like, oh, finally, I have arrived. We all seek that through different avenues, and we get glimpses of this through the scripture. When we look at the Garden of Eden in Genesis, and we, and we talk about, you know, we, we read about Adam and Eve and this perfect relationship with God in this beautiful place. You know, they're, they're naked and they're, and they're not ashamed. And, and they have, they, they're, they're working with their hands and they don't have too much work to get stressed out, but they don't have too little uh, amount of work to, to you know, uh, not be able to focus on the things that they have to focus on. And everything's great. And ultimately, we all seek this. Because the relationship with God was broken, and they had to walk out of the Garden of Eden. But somehow in our minds, even to this day, there's something in our heart that says, I want that peace, I want that moment in my life where I can say everything is great. We have the desire to go back to this. And we get glimpses of this in Revelation when it talks about a new heaven and a new earth. And Revelation uh, twenty-one four says this, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Back to the original plan, back to this Eden. There's something in our soul that seeks that through different avenues. We want shalom. We want this moment when we can say, okay, finally everything is great. Now the problem is that the world offers us shalom. The world offers us this this peace, but it offers us an inferior substitute for peace. You see, Jesus says this in John 14, 27. He says, "'Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid.'" I do not give it, Jesus says, I do not give it to you as the world gives. So, so there's, there's a peace that the world gives, and then there's a real peace that Jesus offers. There's a fake peace that looks like peace, that looks like fulfillment, that looks like shalom, that the world offers, but it's fake. And then there's a the real one that Jesus offers. There's a fake shalom, an inferior substitute for this. And it is inferior because it makes a promise that it cannot deliver. And marketers understand this very, very, very well. I don't think they they understand where the desire comes from, this desire of shalom, of peace, of this moment where everything is great, but you see it in TV commercials or on Facebook or on Instagram, you know. If they're promoting a perfect vacation or this perfect car or clothes or restaurants or an experience, you will see the images of this perfect life. Of this shalom, you know, everyone's happy, everyone is whole, everyone is satisfied, content. And so our hearts, when, we, when our hearts see that, the, our hearts get engaged because like, I want that. But it's a fake shalom. Because once you get the car, once you go to that perfect vacation, you're like, yeah, it was great. But you know what? It didn't really quite do it. Especially when the uh, credit card bill comes in. You see, the world makes a promise that it cannot deliver. It cannot deliver it. The world makes a promise. They cannot deliver it. The problem here is, and what's interesting is, Jesus makes the same promise. And he says in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, he offers that. And if you've been coming to church for a while, you know this. I mean, you know all these verses. We say it over and over again. My peace I give you. Peace be with you. Peace that surpasses all understanding. He is the Prince of Peace. All these things we hear. He promises, and we know this. We know that Jesus promises it, and we believe that he is capable of delivering it. Right? Okay. Two amens. That's fine. That's totally fine. I will not take that personally. But listen to this, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope this is a place, this space right here is a a place where we can be honest. I really hope that this is a place where you can say, I know we talk about peace I know the Bible says peace I know Jesus is the Prince of Peace but to be quite honest I'm not feeling it I believe it but I don't feel it I still feel feel irritable I still feel sad I still feel frustrated I still feel empty you know why I hope that this can be a space where we can be honest because if not what are we doing what are we doing? If I go into a hospital and I have blood gushing out of my arm because of an injury and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. just I'm totally fine. And you got this blood coming out and you're just like, no, no, no. I'm just, don't worry about me. I'm totally fine. You're in a hospital. You're in the exact place where you can get the help that you need. I think that it's possible that the reason why not all of us, maybe some of us, don't feel like this is a place where we can be open is because we feel that if we're too open, we might be criticized. There might be someone that will look down on us and say, hey, I thought you were a Christian. Where's your peace? And I've been around church long enough. I'm not specific to this church. I've been here for three months, but I've been around the church world for long enough to understand that there can be well-intentioned Christians that say the exact wrong thing at the exact wrong time. Funerals are perfect for this. Everyone has great intentions, everyone wants to give a word of advice, but let me give you a word of advice and I say this very respectfully. When you go to a funeral, there's nothing to be said. There's only presents and hugs, that's it. You see, I've had experience in this. One of my best friends, his wife died at the age of 30, left two daughters behind. And I had to officiate this funeral. She died of a brain tumor, very quickly actually. And so people came up to my buddy, my buddy Max, and they kept, you know, someone would hug and just walk away, others would say some words of advice. And there's this one person who probably well-intentioned says this. He said, man, you're still young. You can start over with someone new at the funeral. My brother-in-law, he died about uh, 16 years ago of lung cancer. And my mother-in-law, you know, she was devastated, of course. I mean, you're not supposed to outlive your children. She was devastated. And people tried to, to encourage her while she was mourning. And she was so sad. She was so devastated because of the situation. And then someone comes up to her and says this, why don't you have the peace of Jesus? You see, here's the problem. I think that it is possible that that you may be hurting inside right now so bad and you're so scared to share the fact that you're hurting so much on the inside because you're afraid that someone will criticize you, you're afraid that someone will condemn you, or someone will say something to you that will make you hurt even worse than what you're hurting right now. Brothers and sisters, this is the space. This is the space where we heal. And I praise God that that's not who we are. That's not who we are. So listen to this. If you're you're here today and you're in an internal turmoil, the last thing that you need to feel is guilt. The last thing. If you don't have the peace that surpasses all understanding, you're not feeling it right now, don't feel condemned, don't feel guilty. And if we've made you feel guilty, I apologize to you. You see, Romans 8.1 says this. Therefore, therefore, you need to remember this verse, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Have you ever met someone who's way too nice? Have you ever met someone who's way too happy? Have you ever met someone who's always joking all the time? If you haven't, that's probably because it's you. But here's the thought that I have when I see these people, and I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying this is the thought that I have when I see these people. I'm like, I wonder what it's like when they turn it off, when they're at home. I wonder what it's like. And when I think about that, I think about this church. And I hope this is a place where we can drop the act, where we can just be ourselves, where we can be open. And the the reason for that is because if we're not open and we're not able to share our insecurities and the things that hurt on the inside, there is no healing. You see, the church is not meant to be a museum full of artifacts to be admired. It is a hospital full of people who are hurting that need to be healed. This is so important. And this is, it's been, I was telling Francis about this earlier. This has been so heavy on my heart this week. So heavy because I think that for some of you, this is such an important message. In fact, it is a life or death situation for you possibly even in this room right now let's be that church let's be that place mark 2 17 says this it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick I have not come to call the righteous but sinners and I don't know about you but I find hope in, admi- in, in admitting that I'm a sinner why because that means that Jesus came for me I find hope and recognizing that I am not healthy, that I am sick. Why? Because the scripture says that if I am sick, then Jesus came for me. Let's praise God because, listen, listen. This is the time where we have to present ourselves before each other and before God. Because that is the only way to find healing. It's what Paul said in First Timothy one fifteen, He says, this is, this is Paul. He says, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. There's so much freedom in admitting that because then we can find healing. So I want this to be a space where you can feel like you don't have to say, I have peace and everything is great while on the inside you feel like dying or you're doubting everything that you believe, or it took everything to even get here this morning. I want this to be a place where you can really come and heal. Because if not, then what are we doing? This is so important. This is so important. Okay, now why is this so important? Because this is the only way that we can address and find healing. So maybe you're here. And you know about this peace. You've heard about this peace. You know, you know we get the peace that surpasses all understanding. And Jesus is the prince of peace. And you seem to do all the things that are required for you to get this peace. But you're still not getting it. So this is the first step. Just admit it. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Just admit it in your heart right now. In your heart right now. Just admit it. I'm not really feeling it right now. I'm coming to church. I'm doing the whole thing. But like I don't... Feel this peace. I know that it's available, but I don't feel it.